Sovereign Parser is the most accurate resume and job order intake technology in the industry. The more accurate your data, the better decisions you can make. Find out more about our suite of products today by visiting Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N.com. We provide technology that thinks, communicates, and collaborates like a human. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. start there what are we drinking with in the first period of our podcast this week yeah this is a blanton's bourbon which is very top shelf tough to get yeah it's not easy to get uh in philly last week i was able to get it i think one of the reasons is that people don't understand how fucking good blanton's is when you get out of like bourbon country Mm -hmm. um so went to philly had a whole fucking bottle there not like i drank it all Came in here, had Blanton's, but if you get close to bourbon country, it's hard to find. Yeah, it's, it's not a pretentious bourbon. They no. don't really beat their chest. It's a little bitty, you know, round, globe-looking bottle with a racehorse on top. Made Buffalo Trace. Not a Pappy's no. or a Booker's, no. you know, it's, but it's fantastic. If you're a bourbon yes. lover, Chad and I highly recommend Blanton's. Yes. I'm drinking a Red Breast Lustau Irish oh, whiskey, yeah. by the way. We're at an Irish pub. We're at the uh, Osgard. Uh, here in Cambridge? Um, We're in Cambridge, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, Irish pub, a lot of people, background music. So, yeah, this is our like our, our jam. Yeah, we just uh, got done with the conference, not conference, the meeting with Jobcase. Yep. Uh, interviewed their CEO, which will be coming out shortly. Did a lunch and learn. Lunch and learn with like their those lunch company. And yeah, we got tour, got to meet some of their folks. Uh, we really enjoy doing that. And if you're a company out there, uh, either vendor or direct employer, and want us to come out and uh, do some learning with your staff, uh, yeah. hit us up at chadcheese.com. Yeah, you you have a training budget, so go ahead and use it for shit that actually is going to get your people trained up. Exactly. That's so we us, just thought, let's way. pop into a pub. Yeah. Let's crank out the mics. Let's get the weekly show done. And uh, here we are. Yeah. Enjoying some whiskey. Enjoying Cambridge, Massachusetts. Yeah. The the weed and Tootsie Roll scented <laughs> streets of Cambridge, Massachusetts. Yeah. So thanks, Boston. Uh, thanks, Jobcase. Uh, last week we're in Philly. I still have to give big props to uh, Philly. Philly is so John. It doesn't mean cool. I don't think you use it correctly. No, I, I, I can use it any way I want. That's okay, what Ed well, said. Yeah. The Philly the Philly faithful will not be happy with that usage. <laughs> I don't give a fuck, John. and they know it, which is why they love us, because we don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, but thanks to Emissary.ai for giving us gas money to actually get there. Sure. That trip was sponsored by Emissary, much like our awesome, amazingly, surprisingly popular T-shirts. <laughs> Let's hit the topic. So last week we talked about Restless Bandit and True Staff, and yep. it was on the grapevine, but we hadn't really received any like firm notice it through the grapevine. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it, Restless Bandit has quietly uh, left the building, exited pretty much, stage yeah. fucking left. Yeah, go check out Restless Bandit, and the site has a few links to like press and something, but 
no link to demos, no way to contact them. Yeah. Uh, there's an image saying partnered with True Staff. Uh, there was no release. Uh, at least two or three calls that I made were not returned, which pretty much is the telltale sign of we're closing up shop, we're selling at pennies on the dollar, and we're going home. So I called True Staff, and I left a voicemail message, and yep. I didn't get anything from them either. But here's what gets me is that the Restless Bandit site is literally not even a site anymore. It's a landing page, like you said, has three links, white paper, press, and GDPR. Three weird links. Not even one link goes to the True Staff website. It mentions, yeah. we've partnered with True Staff to build technology that moves the healthcare labor market faster. Okay, great. No fucking link to True Staff. It fucking... Does, amateur does job. The logo and the header not even link over. No, to True it's Staff? a fucking amateur job, dude. Wow, that's yeah, that's clearance set, clearance rack on aisle six, and uh, check out. We're going home. <laughs> if you go, if you go to the True Staff site, though, right? Go to truestaff.com. That site looks like it was put together by one of my kids using like nineteen nineties. Like yeah, site. like Tumblr, <laughs> fucking Flickr, right? It's like, oh, let's just paste some shit here. I mean, it looks fucking horrible. Yeah. So, so I'm pretty sure they have some money. Like, you know, clean that shit. It's up. it's definitely not on the website of things, or they're trying to stay incredibly stealth. Yeah. And look horrible because it looks fucking horrible. Now, one of the interesting points to the story is the uh, the CEO. Yeah. Who, whose name escapes me, but I'm gonna go uh, search him out uh, real restless quick. Restless Bandit. Yeah, Restless Bandit. So. He was the founder of Bright. Yeah. Um, if you remember a few years back, yep, which acquired. was acquired by LinkedIn. LinkedIn, yeah. For a buttload of money. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to find his name here real quick. Steve Goodman. I think that's okay. it. Yep, Steve Goodman. So he was uh, CEO of Bright, and which sold to LinkedIn. Okay. So lightning did not strike twice, apparently, for Mr. Goodman. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, th this is just kind of the confirmation that Restless Bandit looks like it is ex exiting stage left and getting the fuck out of Dodge. Anyone out there that might have been a Restless Bandit client, if there was an email sent to you about what was going on with the change, uh, please hit us up at chadcheese.com. There's a dude outside with literally <laughs> he is chains out of his around board. his neck. He looks like he's been eating Tootsie Rolls and fucking pot smoking. <laughs> He's, He's out in of another it, dude. universe. He's in another unit. Cambridge, oh, Massachusetts, people. This is where the shit's happening. That's where it's going down. So, okay, moving on. But yes, if you know if you know anything about Restless Band, have an email saying like, "Hey, we've partnered with. We're you know closing shop. Whatever. Something. Hit us up. Something. So, moving on. I I kind of have I have a bitch that I want to get out real quick. Get it out, baby. So, Sherm. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, Sherm, they've been doing some really weird shit lately. And, and, and it's on kind of like the policy side. And so, Emily Dickens, who's the chief of staff at Sherm, put out a tweet that says, Sherm appreciates the White House's efforts in bringing forward a plan that includes reforms to our outdated workplace immigration system. Employers need a modern workplace immigration system that provides greater access to top talent. And 
I had to reply to the tweet. Yeah, your replies were entertaining. Yeah, so my reply was, so the kids in cages efforts, is that what Sherm actually supports? Or the we don't have enough people in the workforce to cover open jobs, is that the support? Or it was like, what the f- are you fucking kidding me? And she, she then blocked she, your then ass, she right? blocked me. <laughs> and then like two days later, she unblocked me. Oh, um, that's good. But... Th- from my standpoint, it's really hard to believe that Sherm would actually say that they appreciate this administration's Muslim ban, kids in cages, being able Walls. to block, block great individuals who could be in our workforce. Sure. Remember the Muslim ban out there of, at the beginning of uh, the uh, it, term. All of it. I mean, so yeah. Sherm is appreciating this. What the fuck? I don't understand. What's going on? So if I were playing devil's advocate, I would say Sherm has to be fairly nice to everyone in the White House because they're a lobbying entity. They don't have to say a goddamn thing. I, I just I, maybe there's some shit going behind the scenes that we don't know about. Maybe the White House is threatening HR initiatives or some shit, or maybe well, there's well, some House something. They want to get past. I don't, they, I don't know, dude. They align with the Koch brothers in a in an effort to be able to help sure those did. who are in yeah those who those yeah. who are incarcerated to find jobs. Right? It's like if if you didn't know that the Koch brothers actually funded a lot of the efforts to get those individuals incarcerated in the first fucking place. I mean, so that's number one, and it just made it really it hurt my head to think about that. And then this happens to appreciate kids in cages, Muslim bans. I mean, all this shit. It's like, what is going on at fucking Sherm? This is the chief of staff. Well, if they're if they're getting in bed with the Koch brothers, then yeah, they're gonna create. They're gonna make supportive comments about the White House. So so they're gonna so they're gonna go ahead. And what's happening is what you're saying, and I'm saying Koch this brothers is just write an opinion. Big checks, bruh. We're opining um, <laughs> that the Koch brothers are actually greasing the skids of Sherm so all this stupid shit's happening because it's from my standpoint it is going away from the actual purpose of what Sherm should be there for it's not supporting the individuals who pays for Sherm well the individuals the 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 individuals who are certifying and and whatnot they're not looking at them they're looking at big greedy fucking conglomerates to be dude it's just blowing my fucking mind you're clearly upset about this i'm not happy so i would love if emily over at Sherm, emily dickens even johnny i'd love to have johnny on 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 the show for a conversation sure i I think there's a link from her series of tweets that talks about press contact for an interview so uh, i think it's a long shot but maybe emily will uh come on and explain exactly What's going on with their position now, on the White now, House? And, and, and Sherm has had us at their shows before. We love and, Sherm. And, and we, we like the conference. Sherm. conference. But, yeah, the conference. <laughs> Here's the, the thing. Find it. We cannot, I cannot support this type of not just tweet, but feeling from this type of organization. It's just not something that I can do myself. Um, so hopefully we can get some explanation out of this. Uh, because what I'm saying doesn't fit with what Sherm was and I thought was going to they be. They are a lobbying entity, correct? Yeah, but who are they lobbying for in this case? 
Well, ideally for their members. Not not for and the industry not that for they support. Human beings, they're not. I, I'm not defending Sherm. I'm just I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm searching. I'm searching for answers. <laughs> well, hopefully, and I, I think there's probably you know stuff behind the scenes that we don't see. Money behind the scenes. It's you know checks being. That just written. makes it worse. Uh, it pr- maybe does. Yeah, yeah. I, I got no defense for it. I just. Uh, you know, so if anybody this has out clearly there, upset you and you've ranted has, and it, so God does bless it not you. upset you though? For an organization to say no, these it does. Types of I, things? I, you know, I tend to be, uh, I tend to default to the fact that there are usually two sides of every coin, um, and you know th- that we can jump to conclusions, but until you know they they're interviewed or they come out or this is dug into sometimes it's hard to you know to play one side of the street here and what's their side of the story their side is they they appreciate the white house's efforts to bring Apparently. you forward now she has other tweets after that that she she had a, a come to jesus over the weekend i, I didn't see it which is probably a, why didn't see a she, retraction which is probably why she she accepted you back with loving open arms yes well, thank you uh, into Emily, her really appreciate that but again we want you on the show because you you're not the only one who expressed uh no. disdain for for no. that tweet so there was clearly some internal stuff and uh she did not delete the tweet no um so it, it, you know she stands by it um and yeah, maybe there needs to be something out of Sherm really explaining what 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 the policy is, what the 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 you know the the reason for the tweet was. Yeah, because you and many others are pretty upset about it. Yeah, and and, and again, trying to give you guys over at Sherm an opportunity and also a microphone, a megaphone to get on the show and talk to the people and say why. That's it. Too easy. Give her give her a chance, man. Give Emily a chance. Give give peace a chance. Yes. Give peace a chance. I'm going to. Take a sip of Blanton's and give peace a chance. I'm going to get another one here in a minute. It's commercial time. Finding the right fit is important. When you're deciding on shoes for a long day at the trade show, when you're picking the right podcast for your commute, and most importantly, when you're looking for the right candidate. With JobAdX, you can attract more relevant, engaged candidates to your jobs by harnessing the best in ad tech targeting. From predictive industry analysis and keyword click data to premium first page placement and reducing redundant applications, our candidate targeting technology ensures that you're reaching talent that's as interested in working with you as you are with them. Now with in-ad video and multimedia, you can share your employer brand story and company culture with job seekers so they can visualize themselves in your office, all hands meeting or axe throwing team building adventure all without navigating away from your job posting. Increased engagement makes for fewer steps between job seeker and new team member. Ready to ramp up your job advertising campaigns with the best in ad tech? Visit our new website at www.jobadx.com. That's J-O-B-A-D-X.com. Attract, engage, employ with JobAdX. It's showtime. Okay, moving on. Moving on. We're going to talk about something we never talk about. LinkedIn. Google. Google. Indeed. Yeah, Zipper Google. Google. Okay, yeah, yeah. good. Okay, Google. So, Google, you actually posted, there's a story about their temp, their temps, temp, their contractors, I guess, actually yeah. outnumber the FTE, so the full-time employees. They have more contractors than employees? Yeah. 
So two things on Google I thought this week that were interesting. One yeah. is, yeah, they have more contract workers than full-time workers. And I think we've been big fans of sort of the freelance platform economy. Um, we know that Upwork is doing some really interesting things with bigger enterprises like yeah. Microsoft. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if Upwork is sort of the backbone of some of the contract uh, management uh, with Google. But yeah, I mean... We think so much about freelancing as, you know, designers, you know, the developers in other countries, yeah. uh, content marketers. But these are serious folks that are, are contract uh, with Google, and they outnumber the full-time employees at, at a big, big company uh, yeah. that focuses on technology. So maybe, you know, I hate to say, are we actually undervaluing the gig economy and where that's going? Right. And maybe it's much bigger and the potential is much more big, much larger than even we maybe talk about here on the show. So two sides to that coin. First off, um, you can scale faster through contractors, obviously, because they already have a, a workforce that's available. So I think it's, it makes sense for Google when they're scaling to be able, scaling up, scaling down, to be able to use contractors to do that makes a lot of sense. But then there's also the other side of it where there's the perspective and bias that it's like, you know, hey, you get somebody on for six mm -hmm. months, and then you can just chop them off at the yeah. knees, which is, you know, which is part of what you can do with contractors yeah. because they're not FTEs. And let's be honest, these are probably really, really good developers yeah. who do freelancing gigs with not just Google, but yeah. Facebook, Twitter, Apple. My, uh -huh. I mean, they're probably doing a lot of contract work with a lot of really good companies. And God bless them. They work on their on their schedule at home, yeah. probably. Um, you know, I... I I strongly believe that a big part of the future is this sort of freelance gig economy. Yes. And companies like Upwork and Fiverr, who, by the way, I don't know if we mentioned Fiverr is going public here soon. That'll be fairly interesting as well. We have not. Um, so anyway, example for the folks out there, if you're not leveraging contract work, you're sort of behind the times. Uh, get on that. The other thing from Google this week that I thought was interesting well, before was... Before we go there, yeah. also remember that a few weeks ago we talked about Google demanding that their contractors pay at least a $15 yes. wage benefits parental leave so this is this is not Google trying to backdoor and say look oh yeah we're just gonna hire you know the the really low yeah. low um, benefit types of individuals they are demanding that their contractors actually work at a much larger level people I remember last week you know people were like oh well that's just contractors well Guess what? Yep. It's the bulk of their fucking workforce. So, yeah. Google is clearly focused on contract work for a, a variety of reasons. And this is another example of that. Uh, another thing Google did this week is they're going to sort of get more serious around target uh, targeted advertising, retargeted advertising, cookies, uh, cookies yeah. through their Chrome browser, yep. and helping users really understand, you know, who's tracking you, what's going on, like being able to, I'm sure, block, you know, yeah. whoever's yeah. doing whatever. But this is an interesting uh, development because so many companies in our space rely on being able to retarget folks, whether it's selling to employers, right. recruiters, right. or making sure that you're in front of job seekers who come to your site. Yeah. Um, you know, Glassdoor, famous for sort of retargeting. I mean, everyone kind of does it, but some are better than others. You know, at the point where, you know, you visited a job site and now 
days, weeks later, whatever, you're realizing that they're following you around on the internet. Yeah. Like, how comfortable are you going to be <laughs> with that? And it really underscores sort of how privacy is taking a front seat again, uh, particularly with someone like Google, who's had some issues with privacy in the past. Right. I also think it's interesting because you look at Apple, um, and Apple has always sort of had this great brand of privacy. You know, they're not tracking you. They don't right. have sort of the, the advertising uh-huh. um, solution that, that a Google or a Facebook has. Google making these sort of moves, if I'm Apple, like how do we maintain our our brand of being private, of being the privacy uh, company? And I think this is uh, a one-up by Google to make sure that they try to keep that, that banner of the privacy you know yeah. company. I remember, God, it was probably a decade ago when I had to go to my CTO so that I could get Chrome downloaded on my fucking computer because I wanted to use Chrome. I wanted to use, I wanted to continue to use IE as well, but this new browser came out and it's like, <laughs> goal. Yep. Got a goal. Chelsea scored everybody. Chelsea's up. Yep, 2 against up. Arsenal. Uh, <laughs> The British, the British listeners will enjoy that. Hung Lee's watching this this right now. <laughs> so anyway, back to that. Um, how does this impact companies like Facebook? I mean, will it? Because anything that the the browser could prospectively pull in, or or is it just because you're already you're already logged into Facebook, they're taking your shit anyway, no matter what browser you're on. Yeah, I, I think it affects. It potentially affects Facebook. I think. I think there are a lot of apps that you've downloaded on Facebook over the years yeah. that you probably don't appreciate are still sort of Collecting. connected to you in yeah. some way. So I think <clears throat> I think in that fashion it'd be interesting for people to know if, if Chrome can help them understand, okay, on Facebook these folks are still doing some sort of tracking uh, with you on the internet. I think it'll be more impactful for vendor sites, uh, publishers, job sites, yeah. who when you go to their site and then you leave, you start seeing ads on Facebook and Google about that company because you visited the site. Right. Um, that, for those companies, you know, you're going to be outed as targeting those folks after they leave your site. It's fairly obvious now, you know, if yes. you go to a site and you're like, oh, their banner ads are magically popping up in my feed. Like, you know why that is. Yeah. Um, but to the degree that you can maybe start blocking them more easily on Chrome or, uh, you know, deleting those cookies from your, your Chrome, uh, Chrome browser, like yeah. that will affect people that are trying to market to you from those sites. So here's the cool part. I mean, and I know some companies are reeling, some vendors are reeling from this, but the transparency level, the, the privacy level, and control is shifting entirely. So as we were at Jobcase today learning more about how they do what they do, their entire business model is predicated on actually providing the job seeker with that control of all their data from Jump Street. Unlike every other fucking job board that's out there, these guys built their platform to be able to do that, to carry your own shit with you wherever you go. Is this going to be the, this has to be the standard, I would assume, with GDPR and some of the new, the new like California regulations that are popping out. How quick do you think we're going to see platforms flip to more of a job case like platform? So from my perspective, there's no question that privacy and the individual um, are taking a forefront into 
into today's internet world or the world at large. I think what's happening is you're seeing bigger companies being more thoughtful about your privacy, being more thoughtful about, um, you know, or, or more informative about who's tracking you, what cookies, what cookies even are. I mean, my yeah. mom has no fucking clue. But yeah. like, uh, you know, if Google's if Google's Chrome browser says, "Hey, you know, FYI, this company is currently tracking you. Do you want to currently, you know, do you want are you comfortable with that, or do you want to like block this cookie?" And you could sort of be in in power of uh, taking control of how you're targeted online. Right. Um, that's just the way that the world is going. I think marketers are going to simply have to adjust to the new the new world new world order and probably just create ways around it if I know marketing as, as I do yeah. and they'll create ways to sort of get around or new ways to target you or get in front of you um, but I think Google Facebook so many companies have been under siege by regulators that they have no other choice uh, than to start protecting the, the user's privacy yeah I think it's going to be interesting because companies who are collecting a ton of data about your interactions or your signals or whatever it is in our industry, um, they're going to have to be transparent about that and allow for it or not. And that could impact many of these models in a big, big way. Sure, sure. I think, I think if you're in marketing, um, this move by Google really uh, is a little bit scary. If you've built your business on retargeting folks that come to the site and yep. getting in front of them, um, that that is now in danger of, of going away. Watch this space. Uh, moving on. So the problem with b being on microphones in a bar yeah. is wait waiters are typically scared to approach you. Yes. <laughs> because you're not just talking. You have a microphone ne and you're Next talking. Next time we'll say, hey, bring us more booze. <laughs> um, so... The, the next story we want to talk about is uh, Intel. And Intel built a hotline for their workers because they realized they were losing employees. And, and, and not just employees, they were mainly women or people of color. Minorities, yeah. Yeah, so they were losing them. They had low retention rates. So what they did was create a hotline, which I think... A I literal mean, hotline, like yes. old school, pick yes. up the phone, uh, they call it warm line. They call it the right? warm, the warm line, line, yes. Yeah, it's... They should have just thrown and fuzzy. Yeah, yeah, the warm, warm and fuzzy, fuzzy line. The warm and fuzzy line. <laughs> so the warm line uh, is an employee hotline, has an 82% save rate, meaning that 8 in 10 of the employees who filed complaints are still with the company. So they were losing all these fucking people who, who um, didn't feel like they were heard. They were, they were filing complaints. Nobody heard them. Then they started this hotline, this warm line, yeah. and they're saving 80% of those that they were losing before. Yep. And I think, uh, according to the story, they only have like four or five social workers or folks that sort of talk to these, these uh, disgruntled yeah, employees. people that are on their global DNI team. Yeah, so... So it was a fairly relatively low investment yeah. to save 80% of the people who might leave yeah. because of uh, just disgruntlement or harassment or whatever it might be. I mean, to me, this is a genius move. More companies need to have this sort of anonymous helpline, um, this sort of even suggestion box, or how do I, how do I 
contact management to talk about these things that are affecting me in a, in a negative way. Because yes. when you talk about retention and how much that costs companies to lose people, it's a little investment to set up a phone line or an online something yeah. or other where people can have a conversation about what's bothering them. So to me, Intel, major ups. This is great. Um, I think that you know this is a, a sort of a call to a lot of the anonymous review sites out there like this is an opportunity for you to create sort of an anonymous you know messaging or hotline, hotline or communication yeah. you know, medium or something like to that say look you already have people that are pissed off going to those sites yes how do you create an open channel for them to connect with the company to where they can maybe save these folks who are leaving because they're not real happy yes and and this is not just about overall retention this is about retaining individuals who are hard to fucking find in the first place talking about females and 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 uh i think it was women of color in in most case they have a few employees there at Intel. they have a shit ton of employees and as again those those are incredibly important saves yeah. and to be able to to be able to signal to all of your employees, these aren't just the people who open complaints, to let them all know that if you do have a complaint, guess what? We're going to take care of it. And yeah. they have fielded over 20,000 complaints. That's a lot of complaints. And I know that it's also helped spur a lot of the training around uh, yes. sensitivity training yep. or internal stuff. So. These not only are you saving employees that might leave, but you're also basically creating your your company's um, training policy around sensitivity and education around yeah. uh, minorities and women and, and everyone else. So, your <laughs> Intel is doing so much positive. Yes. Uh, positive things. Sorry, we got some people walking by. Anyway, uh, another score. Yeah. Big no, ups to no, Intel. Uh, hopefully, we'll see more companies sort of. So here's the thing, and strategy. here's the thing, from from the standpoint of being like a quote-unquote diversity expert, um, which is great, right? But this is something that everybody should be instituting so that you can learn more about your culture, because if you are Intel, your reasoning behind the complaints and being able to deal with those complaints and train up on those issues is going to be entirely different than working for Kroger or something of that nature, right? So... If you're in diversity and inclusion, this is something that I'm not going to say will will take care of having diversity experts or, or DNI experts. This will provide them with much better intel. Yes, can you hit us up again? A Blanton's and I'll do a Jack Ryan ordering. Here. Flaming leprechaun it is. <laughs> Jay, guess what? Joel loves flaming leprechauns yeah, definitely in the Definitely not back on door. the higher tier pricing in the of back the list. Door. But we'll go with little little leprechaun. Yep, let's do that. Neat. Blanton's, please. And by the way, for companies who are concerned with their Glassdoor reviews and Indeed reviews and everywhere else, like what a great strategy to nip these unhappy workers in the bud and take care yeah. of these issues before they go to Glassdoor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Brilliant strategy all around. Uh, major applause if we have the soundbite for Intel. Yeah. They don't have to go to Glassdoor because you're taking care of that shit beforehand. Exactly. Exactly. These, these, these folks clearly need to vent. Yes. And let these things out. And it's much better for them to do that with your counselor on a hotline yes. than on Glassdoor. Yeah. It's commercial time. Canvas is the world's first intelligent text-based interviewing platform empowering recruiters to engage, screen, and coordinate logistics via text, and so much more. We keep the human, that's you, at the center, while CanvasBot is at your side adding automation to your workflow. 
Canvas leverages the latest in machine learning technology and has powerful integrations that help you make the most of every minute of your day. Easily amplify your employment brand with your newest culture video or add some personality to the mix by firing off a Bitmoji. We make compliance easy and are laser focused on recruiter success. Request a demo at gocanvas.io and in 20 minutes, we'll show you how to text at the speed of talent. That's gocanvas.io. Get ready to text at the speed of talent. It's showtime. Moving on, this is going to be fun. I love fun. So Australian Facebook stalking okay. is a thing, apparently. <laughs> so uh, there, there's this kind of like crazy story they that's just out there. do it differently down in New Zealand, Australia. Uh, uh, yeah. It, down so, under is kind of just a different. Yeah, I weird. realized this when I, I listened to Minute Work for the first time <laughs> as a child. Uh, things are a little bit different down there. Yeah, the man down under. So you read the story. I kind of have some color on it. What? Tell yeah, me this about. is the fake tan story, right? This is this is the fake tan story. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> fake tan story. A so, tattoo and fake tans. Yes. So a young woman uh, interviewed with a company in New Zealand, right? New Zealand. Yes. <coughs> and Australia. Um, Around there. So so they had left a voicemail for her. The company did. Uh, I guess it was a male and female recruiter. Uh, from the story. Yeah. But they left a, a voicemail for her, and I guess forgot to hang up the phone. And made comments about her, her fake tan or what they believe was a fake tan. Yes, that she took too many selfies. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I think there was a tattoo comment as well. Where did they find this out, though? Where did the company find it out? Yeah, probably they on were the stalking media. Her Facebook. Oh, that she posted it yeah. on Facebook. They were, yes, they, they they were stalking You're her right. Facebook. You're right. This is so. This is the ting guy like best case scenario. For a reason why you need an unbiased, automated, robotic interview exactly process, right? right? Yes. Like a robot who wouldn't have seen a fake tan, no. wouldn't have seen tattoos, uh-uh. wouldn't have seen you know uh, the inst- their Instagram account or Facebook right. account, and would hire the person or not solely on their skill set. Uh-huh. And this is this is sort of this story sort of underscores that people are people that they're going to be biased they're going to judge others and unfortunately they're going to make hiring decisions based on those biases yes regardless of what her or anyone else's skill set is yes and that's really the only way that we're going to get i believe behind beyond bias is allow the process to actually work um but when a human gets involved guess what bias is still going to happen and i know that people are going to say well Algos are developed by people and people are biased and blah, blah, blah. Okay, bullshit. If you take, if you strip all the bias elements out, then you don't allow that bias to actually happen. Not to mention, if you don't have an algorithm learn from a human and their human signals, get then guess what? It doesn't become fucking biased. So for all of you out there who say, algorithms are inherently biased, you're fucking full of shit, dude. You can unbias that shit. Not to mention... You can fucking audit. I am no expert in New Zealand law. It was Australia. I thought it was New Zealand. <laughs> it was Australia. Anyway, wherever it was, I'm not an expert in law in either of those countries. No. Um, but I have to assume she has a pretty strong legal case against yes. said company. Yes. Um, and this will be interesting to see if there's a lawsuit brought on and how much yeah. the company is going to owe, um, et cetera, because this whole bias 
thing is becoming an issue. It's going to be more and more so as the internet takes hold. And so my question to you is, from a culture standpoint, because that's how people are like saying, well, we go to Facebook to see if they'll fit in our culture. We go into, you know, to Facebook. It's not that long ago that it, that people freely talked about, yeah, we go to social media sites yeah. and profiles to, to background check people. Bad idea. It, it, not, not to mention, I think that's bullshit. Your background checking, checking people is nothing but stalking and trying to see if they fit in your quote-unquote tribe. That's it. has nothing to do with whether you're background checking anybody. You are just seeing if they're part of your tribe, and your tribe doesn't have fake tattoos or fake tans and tattoos, so therefore you're not a part of my tribe. Or, guess what? You're too cute, right? And I don't want you in here because now you're competition. Fucking bullshit, dude. I mean, maybe it's a, it's it, maybe it is a tough question. I mean, because if someone's on social media with Nazi regalia and racial whatever, or attending neo-Nazi meetings, like that probably is grounds for not hiring somebody. But a fake tan, I don't know. Uh, I yeah, don't know. I, I think in a real background check, because you're, I think you're 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 blurring the lines between a real background check and going to Facebook, right? So if you do a real background check, Facebook is not a real background. No, check. No, I think but you're people thank do you. it all the time. It just brought another Blantons. I'm so excited. Um, so if you go to Facebook. It's not a real background check. If you want to find out this whole white supremacy kind of connection, I think you're going to be able to find that out in the background check. There probably is a legal, uh, some legal problems with someone who's attending neo-Nazi whatever meetings or whatever they call them. Uh, yeah, it's, it's called you're not working at <laughs> my fucking company. Now, what about a neo-Nazi with a fake tan? Then they're right out. Then we're they're, just they're, damn yeah, that, That's being, just right yeah, out, yes. That's instant elimination. Exactly. And that being said, since our second drink came, I believe we're out. We out. Hi, I'm Tristan. Thanks for listening to my stepdad, the Chad, and his goofy friend, Cheese. You've been listening to the Chad and Cheese podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on all the knowledge dropping that's happening up in here. They made me say that. The most important part is to check out our sponsors because I need new track spikes. You know, the expensive shiny gold pair that are extra because, well, I'm extra. For more, visit chadcheese.com. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.